let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Ron, from 1 until 4, if you miss something, mm. podcast after 4 o'clock on the iHeartRadio app. John and Ken on demand, so no excuse for missing anything. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts, in one hour, Tim's guest will be Adam Carolla. He's like the podcast king, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's Tim been be really, really successful for a long time. Yeah, he'll be coming on Tim's show in about an hour here on KFI. We want to remind you that the Moist Line is coming back on Friday, and there's openings for you to leave a message. Use the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. You probably noticed it's been raining. We have exciting news, John. What? Are you ready? What's that? Mandatory water restrictions are being lifted for nearly 7 million people across SoCal. You're not part of it, but I am. The Metropolitan Water District has ended the emergency conservation mandate. Really? Yes. You know how many gallons of water I saw fell in the state, and this was before the latest round of storms? Trillions, right? 32 trillion. Trillion? How did they measure that? Huh? Big bucket. <laughs> guy, and guy spends all day emptying the bucket. And he's, got a, he's carrying around a one trillion yeah. gallon bucket. Yeah. He's measured 32 of these. Oh, just wrecked his back this morning. Uh, all right. So another big story. Uh, and by the way, a lot of potholes I'm reading about. A bunch of cars got oh. disabled this morning by potholes uh, on the I, freeway. I, I called 311 yesterday. Oh, good. <laughs> there is a massive And pothole. Karen Bassetti answered? Uh, yes, actually she did. She was the first voice I heard. And I started yelling at her, and then I realized it was recording. Recording, yeah. No, there's a, there's a pothole on Sunset Boulevard. It is the size of Rhode Island. 
<laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there is a pretty strong possibility there's going to be a strike within the L.A. Unified School District. Uh, the teachers, too, uh, in sympathy with the uh, workers who are with SEIU Local 99. These are people that work in the cafeteria. These are people that are janitors in the schools. Uh, this could this will shut down the Los Angeles Public Schools possibly for days. We are now going to talk to a fifth grade teacher who apparently has 20 plus years of experience in LA Unified School District but wishes to remain anonymous. All right. Anonymous teacher, welcome. Hello? What's the problem with the connection? That's super anonymous. I'm hearing <laughs> so anonymous. She refuses to use <laughs> to her use voice. A voice. Yeah. She's <laughs> she's sending does uh, Well, she's not on the air because we can't hear her. I love this little debate. <laughs> Actually, I wish we could. I hear something, but I don't hear a voice, yeah. right? I, I hear like that noise. <laughs> this is the fun part. Oh, here we are now. I hear it. This is a, this is the person. Hello? Hello? Can you, hi. Can you hear me now? Yes, we, we can. can. Perfectly. All right. How are you? I'm well. Sorry, I'm calling from the car. Just leaving right. work right now. We understand that you're not happy with this plan for a teacher strike. I'm very unhappy and displeased with this as a mom, number one, and as a teacher, number two. Um, we don't want to have the kids outside the classroom. There, there are parents outside who are screaming. They're like, oh, my God, another strike? We just took a year off because of COVID. Now another strike. And, and this is not even something that the members of UTLA have voted for yet. But the directors just went ahead and they're like, yeah, you know what? We're going to call it a sympathy strike, but we're not even going to call it a strike. We're just going to give you guys the power not to pass the picket lines. Oh, We're going you know, to honor okay. the picket um, lines. As usual, everybody is playing semantics or playing with the words because it's really embarrassing to go on strike when you just took a year and a half off. I mean, that has anybody, does it, any of these teachers have any shame? It's not the teachers this time. I mean, I'm one of the teachers. I have two children in LAUSD myself. We, many of us, do not want to go on the strike. But, we, as uh, our union, did not even give us the chance. But you guys vote. vote for, you guys strike. vote for these union leaders. It's a democratic election. This is the majority of and, the teachers voting for these uh, leaders. Yeah, but it's a small percentage of the teachers who are actually voted. And you know what? Many of us are just in the union because many of them don't even know that they could pull out, and they're, they're in the union to get protection from unlawful stuff from. Bad administrators, this and that. But right now, the stuff going on with UTLA is just unfair to the teachers. And many of us don't stand for a lot of the policies of UTLA, i got to tell you. You know, we we often have individual teachers on over the years, and every one of them says something like you just said. I guess that's why they're comfortable coming on the show. But really, where, where is all this public outrage when the teachers are sitting home for 16 months? Or when they're threatening this this three day strike, you never outside of you. There's no teacher saying, "Hey, this is this is screwed up. This is awful." You know what it is. Um, many of us get bullied by our own uh, union. We get bullied by other staff members. Are like, no, we all got to go in. You know, one for all and all for one. Does anyone and ever bully back? I don't know, maybe people ought to get used to having fingers pointed at them. If I came to work and I had some clod walk in here and tell me I had to go on strike 
the next three days. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd shove them to the floor. It's like, get out of here. Get out of my business. I'm coming into work. I'm not listening to you. I mean, you got to fight back. you got to bully back. And this is exactly why we're upset as teachers, because we didn't, like you said, you know, we voted and blah, blah, blah. But we didn't even get a vote on this damn strike. We didn't even get a choice. The directors just said, you know what, we're going to go in for the sympathy strike. And hopefully, I'm, I'm very, very optimistic. You know, I, I personally like our superintendent, Carvalho. I think he's putting the kids first after many other superintendents that we've had. I actually think he cares about the education in LAUSD. And I'm hoping he can sit at the table with some of these people who are just pushing other politics in, and they're just kind of getting in the numbers of the unions, like, yeah, let's join this union and that union. How ma- I'm how hoping many- he can sit and say, let's put the kids first for one. How many, what percentage of teachers felt bad that the kids were out of school for a year and a half, and that you, c- you can measure how far behind they are now, and you could measure that they're, a lot of them are never going to catch up fully. Does anybody feel bad about I- that? Many teachers did feel bad, especially for me within the elementary school. We had so many little kids who had speech problems due to wearing a mask and also not being in contact with other kids their own age. We have so many kids who are far, far behind in mathematics and reading and comprehension skills. And there are many who say, well, you know what, it's the fallout. No, it's not the fallout. Education over Zoom was not real education. It really wasn't. I'm sorry, it wasn't. Well, these, no, don't be sorry, it wasn't, right? No, it wasn't. It clearly we know wasn't. that. But these pro-union teachers, they don't care about this? I know you do, and you probably have many teacher friends who do. But obviously, the crowd in control doesn't care. What, what, what's wrong with them? It's a job, and you'll do whatever you can to make more money. That's what it is. So they, don't, they have no interest in worrying about the kids' lives and education. Well, I mean, even right now, if, if the superintendent closes three days, by law, he has to have maintained a certain number of days. That comes from the state legislature, which means that he has to add three extra days, either towards the end of the class, end of the school year, or within, you know, add those three days. Well, that's going to mess up a lot of plans for teachers and students. If you're planning on going on vacation at the end of the school year or you have culmination and graduation, you add an extra three days at the end, you're going to mess up a lot of lives. It's it not the end of the world, does, but you're actually doing much damage. Compared to when you got into the teaching business, right? And I imagine you were probably right. idealistic and you wanted to do good. What is, now that you've been on the inside, what do you, what do you make of what you see? What, you must Education's be. changed. Education's changed. It's frustrating going to work. It's frustrating being a parent and being part of the system. I mean, it, it must be sad to see what's happened to the L.A. public school system. It is sad. And there's a lot more other stuff that's sad about the L.A. public school system. God forbid you call a child, you know, by the wrong gender. Or there's a lot of other issues we're not supposed to go into right now. But this strike right now, the timing right now is just like, you know, the adding icing. The parents were just so upset coming well, back be. after the pandemic. And now we have these ridiculous babysitting days, which, you know, like, come in if you want, if you fell behind random days throughout the months. Yeah. Wow. And not, the parents are not sending in their kids. They're not. And as a teacher, I'm like, yeah, I'm not even sending my own kids in. All right. Well, we thank you for coming on and venting. We appreciate it. Uh, good luck if you have I to strike. I appreciate it.
And please, if parents are listening, tell your teachers, we support you, but we really need you in the school. If you can call your directors at UTLA, contact your chapter chairs and say, not all of us want this strike. And as teachers, as good human beings, we have the right to be more vocal. And we should use that right. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. That is a fifth grade teacher in L.A. Unified School District who wants to remain anonymous, not happy with the prospect of at least a three day strike, which is in sympathy with the behind the scenes workers, custodians and cafeteria workers who are looking for a big raise. I got an email from a listener with some good inside stuff on this coming up next. John and Ken KFI AM 640 live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640. I just got to say one more thing about the, the, the teacher uh, we hate. Oh, we're not on. done here. I got yeah, I got a whole yeah. explanation for you about yeah. what's going on. Yeah, you go right. ahead. Just real quick, I I, I really get <sighs> irritated and annoyed when people say, "Oh, I'm getting bullied." Because come, you're a grown man or a grown woman. Hit back, fight back. Don't just tuck your head between your legs. Oh well, that's what. Stop that. You care about the kids. You got to fight for them. What? You, what? What? They're going to point fingers. What? In the teachers' lounge? You can't handle that. Everybody is so timid and weak. Well, Ugh. The union UTLA calls the shots here. Now, we've talked about how the Los Angeles City Council is being taken over by this uh, mob of Democrat socialists. We now have three and growing. L.A. Unified, the teachers' union UTLA, is already taken over by one of these people. What is her name? Cecily Myard Cruz. Remember mm-hmm. her? Oh yeah. Her, she's all about social justice. This is a woke warrior. And the reason they're doing this is because they want the janitors and the cafeteria workers to get a 30% raise. This is this SEIU union that they're backing by having the teachers walk out too. Or as our guest said, otherwise you have to cross the picket line. And that's difficult to do because, yeah, you, John, as John mentioned, don't worry about getting bullied. But that's what will happen because they'll do that to you. Well, how about doing it to them? Uh, an insider, says they are, sent us an email with a few little details that are worth talking about. And it says here, according to this, there the district has offered to raise the floor. So the minimum wage, and these again are the workers, the cafeteria workers, the janitors, is $20 an hour, including offering full no-cost health benefits for part-time employees, four or more hours a day or 80 hours a month, and their dependents. SEIU's denied this offer. Do you think if this were offered to the average worker, they would turn it down? They want, we've mentioned this before, 30% raises. And here comes the last paragraph of this email. This is about demonstrating political power. SEIU wants to be taken seriously by the LA Unified School District. This is a way to show their might. However, UTLA is only backing SEIU's demands of a 30% raise for UTLA's already planned demonstration, because if SEIU gets a 30% raise for their super, super low wage, UTLA can say they deserve a 30% wage mm. because their average salary and benefits is $130,616. And she actually included a, a PDF where you can look up that salary and so benefits. Salary package. and benefits for a teacher? Yes. 130000 This UTLA teacher is right. Right. That's their average Benefit pay oh. and benefits package is yeah. one hundred and thirty thousand six hundred sixty for nine months of work. Yeah, and then with Zoom school, yeah, and with Zoom school, less than that and they were in uh, they were in their uh, pajamas and uh, fuzzy slippers, right? Yeah, 
Well, that, so it kind of works just... both ways. It's about social justice. No, we it... want the janitors to make $25, $30 oh, yeah. an hour. But if they get that, we can go in there and say, well, we're actually more skilled. We're teachers. That's Pay the... us even more. Okay. That's the thing. That's what I keep telling telling everybody. It is not about social justice. It's being used as a tool to get them huge raises. It works hand in hand, to, doesn't to, it? You justify the huge raise by getting the raise for the janitors. Well, why do the janitors deserve 30%? Well, it's social justice. Well, no, but they want to use that because it makes them seem noble. It gives them a better argument with the public. Well, they're just trying to do the right thing. These poor downtrodden janitors. They don't care about the janitors. I mean, they don't care about the school kids. You tell me they care about the janitors? Of course they don't. It's about them. It's about creating a justification so they get a 30% raise on top of the 130 grand a year. Oh. An L.A. Unified School District is losing enrollment. Uh, wow. I always go back to us talking. I think it was 20 years ago. They wanted. They remember they were in this big building boom. Mm -hmm. They were. They were putting out all these bonds to build all these schools. They were like, "Oh my God! In 20 years, we're going to be overwhelmed. But there won't be enough space. There'll be too many kids in each classroom. We need to build and build." Well, 20 years later, and the pandemic really put the cork in this. Uh, they're losing students. They're losing actually they're a lot because four. during the pandemic. Even the, the sad people have to send their kids to the school district said, enough, this Zoom school is a word. The lockdown lasted the longest of like any public school district in the country. They kept the kids at home the longest at LA Unified. And some parents said, that's it. I've had enough. I'm not going to send my kids there anymore. We'll either move or we'll find a private school or we'll do something that we have to do. You know, and that just means that the remaining LA Unified school district students are even in tougher situations. 20 years ago. LAUSD had 737,000 students. Now, yeah, 20 years ago is what I'm thinking of when we were yeah, talking yeah. about now this. Now it's 430,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. So 700,000 to 400,000. Yeah. So it's uh, 40% they've lost. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah. And, and, and the teachers are making that much more. I, I, I mean, this is what I mean. You're supposed to be paid per pupil. How how come the per pupil the, 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 they got they lost three hundred thousand pupils pupils but the the budget went up astronomically right if you're getting paid by the pupil how does how does that math work you get three hundred thousand fewer pupils and yet the budget has gone berserk and now they're making one hundred thirty grand a year for nine months so. Now I have the details. SCIU Local 99 is asking for a 30% across-the-board raise. UTLA is asking for a 20% raise across the next two school years. They want 10% more a year for their teachers. Oh, they've got to be kidding me. No, they're just greed bags. In a time of declining enrollment, horrible scores, bad graduation rates. They don't care. They just... <laughs> because the people who run LAUSD, the school board and the superintendent, are pathetic cowards. They don't want to go to the public and make the case that because what are they going to say? The teachers aren't worth it because our school system obviously sucks. Well, you run the school system, but you gave the teachers 100 percent of the power. The school board has, has no say. The superintendent has no say. It's these crazy communist lunatics who yeah. are excessively greedy well, here's and what cruel it, to the kids. Cecily Maillard Cruz put out a statement. She's the UTLA president in a school district where 86% of students live in poverty and staff salaries aren't nearly enough to pay rent or put food on the table. We will stand alongside the members of SEIU Local 99. What, 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 130 grand a year? The teachers can't pay their rent? 
No, she's talking about the SEIU uh, workers. Well, you're not. You can't. They claim that their average salary is twenty five thousand because they're serving. But many of them work part. Many of them work part time. That's not a full time job. You can't. They're they're. These jobs are not made for you to have a home and a family. You have to get other work. Yeah. Well, that, my cafeteria ladies were older, but they were like like the husband worked. So this was just another income for the family. Yeah. I, you can't use it as 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 the main income. Obviously, you can't. You can't you can't have families if you make so little money. It's it's not responsible. It's not practical. All right. So maybe you should go to San Francisco where they may hand out five million dollars to people. We'll explain what this is. John and Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty. Well, despite the fact that the U.S. government put out a travel alert for spring breakers in Mexico, I understand they're being overwhelmed with college students. They don't oh, yeah. care about sure. the drug violence, and uh, they're showing up anyway to have a good time. Nobody nobody listens to those government warnings. There's also warnings about uh, if you take any pills in Mexico, beware. They may yeah. very well have fentanyl in them. Oh, they're certainly going to ignore that. They, because it's cheaper. That's exactly right. <laughs> hey, you know, it's Darwinism, right? Yeah, I know. And then, and then something bad's going to happen. Everybody's go. Oh, that was so terrible! It's like, well, and one of the warned. most outrageous financial stories we can find in a long time is coming out of where else? San Francisco, where the San Francisco Board of Supervisors talked for the first time yesterday about reparations. <clears throat> the city had assigned an African American Reparations Advisory Committee that came up with a whole bunch of ideas as to how to deal with the topic of reparations. And it is unbelievable wish list. $5 million to every eligible black adult. The elimination of personal debt and tax burdens. (laughs) Guaranteed annual incomes of at least $97,000 for 250 years. And homes in the city for just a dollar a family. More than 100 recommendations were made by this committee. That's fine. I don't know what to do with this story. (laughs) However, the supervisors embraced some of the recommendations and said, we don't care about the cost. This is the right thing to do. Well, where do you get the money from? Well, let's go through some of the numbers because that's a really good question. Uh, The numbers are astonishing. If just even 50% of the city's nearly 45,000 black residents met the requirement to get the money, the city would be looking at a $112.5 billion bill. Comparison, San Francisco's entire budget for the current fiscal year is just $14 billion. <laughs> the budget for the estate of California is $308 billion. So how are they going to pay $112.5 billion? Well, they're not. This is just a joke. This is a gag here. I thought the supervisors would say thank you for your recommendations and no, just table it, this, but now they're saying no. Let's look at this: five million a person. It's virtue signaling. Because if you vote it down, you're a racist. So you just uh, keep voting yes, and you, and you tell everybody, well, I believe in reparations. They know. Yeah, but what about? Not- I mean, but five million? Wouldn't one person on the board say that seems a little bit high? No, uh, no, because <laughs> because you're talking about double digit IQ, like I was trying to point out before. Everybody you talk about super woke bend over backwards. Yeah, it's it's it. it it's, if the city paid every black resident five million, 
They'd be on the hook for $223 billion. That's $263,000 for every non-black person in the city. That's what they'd have to Delicious. shell out to cover this. Uh, California, of course, was never officially a slave state. That's brought up many times, although there were people here with slaves. We were not a slave state. This is not Alabama we're talking about anyway. Um, no, you'd, you, you'd have to... Um, do you know what this is also about, though? I, I didn't see this until I started scoping through another article. It's not just reparations for the effects of slavery, John. It's for the failed war on drugs. So if you can show that you had a family member who was incarcerated in the failed war on drugs, you might get money, too. Oh, this is this is all just silly. <laughs> I mean, this really is silly. This, this is like woke is now peaking into absurdity. Now, now it's, the whole thing's a farce. Well, that's why I hope this story gets a lot of attention so yeah. the country realizes. Um, as I hate to tell you this, I didn't get the name of the pollster, but uh, 60% of people approve of woke, according to this poll. Yeah, but they it was the way the question was worded. It, it was... Uh, well, it was wrote uh, about uh, justice and equity yeah, or something they, like that. they worded it so that it was all these positive attributes that you would feel bad if you said no to it. Oh. That was a juiced poll. <laughs> a juiced poll. Well, that's what they do because because, because wokeism is is so unpopular now you know the woke journalists are going to come up with a fake poll to say see most americans approve of this sort of thing no they don't stop it several supervisors were surprised to hear pushback from politically liberal san franciscans <laughs> apparently they said unaware of the legacy of slavery and racist policies that keep black americans on the bottom rung of health education and economic prosperity you know and they're overrepresented in prisons and homeless there's so many uh black americans who are successful and have good jobs and own homes and raise families because they chose to live life a certain way i i, I just i don't i don't accept anybody's excuse ever especially if you live in america all right you have no excuse there's a pretty good Short list of rules to abide by, and you'll do uh, well enough. I yeah. am I have fed up with everybody's victimhood, everybody's reasons. All they want, you just have a group that wants free money here. I mean, $5 billion? <laughs> that sets you $5 up. Billion. I mean, and where are, where's the journalists instead of these idiot journalists? I can see the fraudsters coming here and uh, setting themselves up uh, using yeah. black people as a front to present fake documents that they've been in San Francisco and they qualify. Nobody, Five million, man, that's a lottery win. And not no media, no writer, no reporter, ask a supervisor on the record, on camera, where are you getting the money? It doesn't exist. It's like giving you know housing to every homeless person. It doesn't exist. I, that's not possible. Right, this is just a wish list and uh, silly. A way to uh, stand there and look like you know, uh, it, it is a virtue signal. I it guess is, is the yes. way to put it. It is a drug that people are on, feeling morally superior because they're on the right side of an important social issue. It gives them some kind of high. They think it gives them status. I don't know why, but it's stupid. Well, the only truth of this is the number of people who are uh, homeless or who are in prison. And the U.S. is actually low compared to the total population, but they are disproportionately black. That's a truth. Either yes, but that's it. it comes down to did each individual commit the crime or not? Uh, then why did they commit the crime? Not interested in why. Did you commit the crime? <laughs> See, the wokesters argue no, you it's because of their the, circumstances no, caused by your racism. No, no, no. It's not caused by anything. It's caused by you decided you're going to whack that guy in the head. 
You're gonna de you decided you were gonna walk into the store and steal stuff. You decided it. That's why it happened. You might be interested to know that the Chicago suburb of Evanston, I think that's where Northwestern University is, became the first U.S. city to fund reparations. They gave money to qualifying people for home repairs, down payments, and interest or late penalties. In December, the Boston City Council approved a reparation study task force. But if San Francisco advances with this plan, this would dwarf everything. No, it can't, because you, you'd have most of San Francisco moving out. Yeah, as soon as they found out it's going to well, cost them a couple hundred thousand dollars per resident, uh, you're right. How are they going to confiscate that money? Uh, what, are they going to confiscate it out of your bank account? They're going to confiscate your home? Well, they're going to raise taxes is what they would do, probably. Yeah. They would so, find a way to so, raise property taxes. Which or, means you sell your house and you move out. That's what people would do. That's what I would do. Well, that's what normal sane people would because, do. Because, yeah. How come then, I mean, they recalled the bad DA up there and the school board members. They uh, should be I, reacting to this, too. Now. I don't know. I don't understand. I know somebody who lives up there, and they say that people in San Francisco are by nature very sour, dour, uh, just in, in bad moods, easily And they irritated. hate L.A. people. Yeah. No, it, it's, just, it's just a weird... I, I tell people this. L.A. people don't care or talk about San Francisco people. It's not much, but oh boy, it, San Francisco, Bay Area people hate L.A. people. Well, you know what? They've made their city into a sewer, an unaffordable sewer. And now they're going to give away, what, every single dollar that every resident has? Just, just leave. It's, All right. it, it's not worth living there. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right, one more reminder today to get your calls in on the Moist Line. Use the iHeartRadio app, the little microphone icon, to leave a message for the Moist Line, which returns Friday for the first time in two weeks. Call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, and yes. listen to the podcast. It'll be up a after 4 o'clock. And one thing you, uh, you're you going to want to hear, we had an anonymous LAUSD teacher uh, explain how uh, so many of the teachers uh, don't give a crap and they're going to go on strike for three days. Yeah. Uh, also, a quick note that uh, Garcetti is going to be ambassador to India. The vote was approved in the Senate. If, because three Democrats voted no. So if all the Republicans had voted no, and apparently seven of them voted yes, he would not have been Did, approved. Was this like a Republican plot to deport him? Oh, I don't know. It's possible. I have no idea. There are people from other states who really didn't have any connections. I hope they don't let him back in. Hmm. So I hope something happens and he can never come back into the country. Hey, do you remember years ago when people started saying, stop using the plastic grocery bags and stop using the, even the paper bag? Bring your own uh, bag, right? The uh, cloth bag. I never the did that. I know, and you made fun of people who did. Yes. That and is then it. we found out years later there's a problem with that. They get really dirty and full of bacteria. Yeah. Well, now there's a similar story that's percolating. People that reuse their water bottles. Here's the headline. Reusable water bottles hold 40,000 times more bacteria than a toilet seat. That's really Boy, that disgusting. ought to make you put it down. <laughs> I never use those either. A toilet seat? Uh <laughs> 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 oh, you mean a, a portable a water bottle? A portable water bottle, yes. Yes, they call them portable Petri dishes. According to researchers from Walter, I'm sorry, waterfilterguru.com, they got the results by swabbing different parts of a water bottle, the spout lid, the straw lid, and the squeeze top lid, three times each. 
And they found that your reusable water bottle contains twice as many germs as the kitchen sink, four times as a computer mouse, compared Mm. to your pet's drinking bowl, and that's 14 times more bacteria. Yep. Now, the squeeze-top bottles were the cleanest. Uh, The worst were the screw-top and the straw-fitted lid bottles. But I know there are people that walk around and say, well... And I'm going to drink water. I'm going to get it from the fountain, and I'm going to put my reusable bottle and That's carry right. it with me. Because I'm environmentally sensitive. Then what did we also find out, John? Well, a very gross story about what janitors might do. If you leave your reusable water bottle on the desk overnight, there's a couple oh, of janitors who sure. uh, they, relieve they, themselves they, in there. They add ingredients. They they do. Protein. Pers- personal protein ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they do. Yeah. So the answer here is the same as with the stupid cloth grocery bag. You have to wash it. And a lot of people yeah. are too lazy to do that. No. See, I use plastic bags. At least bags. once a day with hot, soapy water. I'm not going to do that. I use plastic bags. Well, you, bags. Don't use a re- you don't use a reusable water I don't bottle. use a reusable anything. And, and I'll tell you, when I, see a, when I see a guy standing in front of me, and you'll see this in Whole Foods, with, with a reusable bag, I'm looking and I'm thinking, wiener. Just throbbing wiener. I don't, just, I don't see as many as I used to. It just because seems like it's they, embarrassing. Why don't you walk around with your manhood severed? I mean, that's just so. But it's all right for ladies then. Yeah, that is, is, that, these, is, uh, that is that is a lady thing to do. Yes, they, they they can have reusable cloth bags, but men, you you with you've crossed the line with John Cobelt's judgment. <laughs> that's right. You now have, you've become something less. You have a cloth bag and you have a uh, reusable water bottle. It's like I don't I don't ever want to talk to you. Okay, what so, are those guys IQ? <laughs> oh, no, that too. Oh, they're usually very well read, Eric. You'll see. Uh, apparently, people only wash their water bottles maybe once a month. So it's disgusting. That's all this stuff is what? disgusting. Yeah, but how come we don't learn that they're sicker? They're not getting sick. We're hearing all these. Well, maybe they know. don't know. They probably. They you know what? They're the ones who got all the COVID. <laughs> That's very possible. I guess. You know, think of that. Somebody was spreading it. It was the reusable crowd who was spreading it. I'm going to take a wild guess here. Tim, you're not a guy who uses reusable cloth bags at the grocery store, are you? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I don't even bring my own plastic bags in. (laughs) No, nobody nobody does that, do they? No, some people bring plastic bags in, yeah. They do do bring the recyclable plastic bags back to the store and put more stuff in them. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, I don't. I, I take all my groceries out of those bags and put the groceries in the car and then throw the bags in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Let the, somebody else figure that out. But, you know, they used to, at, 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 a, at a supermarket here in Burbank, they used to say, hey, do you want help with your groceries? And when that bag ba- ban or that, you know, 25 yeah, cents there. bag started, I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I would have the guy unload, you know, 100 items into the car one at a time. No bags. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll be having a cigarette in front listening to KFI. Um, Adam Kroll's coming on tonight. That's kind of cool. I heard. All right. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, I said to uh, one of our news editors, young lady is very well read here at KFI. Mm-hmm. High she, IQ. Yeah. She said, what's on the show tonight? I'm like, oh, she never asked. That's interesting. Right. I said, oh, Adam Kroll is coming on today. And she said, who's that? <laughs> well, you know, you can't get everybody. I know. You I know, know. You know. I get it. I get it. You right. Get, you get a small percentage, you'll make good money. That's right. Dean Sharp is coming on with us. No. Uh, and, Who's uh, that? <laughs> <laughs> and please don't say this after the next one. Uh, Mo Kelly's coming on at uh, seven. All right. You know. Wow. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, and then we have uh, former L.A. Uh, Mary Garcetti on with us at five o'clock. 
Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) The new ambassador to India is coming on your show. (laughs) That's right. To talk about Indian food and delicacies. (laughs) That's right. Hey, look. We got the first exclusive interview. Where he's going, there's less homeless. I don't know. know. I don't know. Ever seen New Delhi? I don't know. He'll feel at home. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of people in the streets that ask for money. I know in a lot of cities in India. A lot of Have you been to India? Uh, I have not. You're well traveled. I have have many family members that have, but I have not. No, I don't. I don't really want to. It's not on my list, Tim. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm surprised there's not an Indian theme casino in Vegas. That's a big deal. You know, a billion people? Do you think in terms of gambling casinos all the time? Oh, yeah, what would yeah, be a yeah. good it does. casino? Everything is in context of betting. And... <laughs> Conway's coming up next. Right. Ding dong! Come on! Yeah! Berger has the Garcetti, news. 5 o'clock. Live from the 24-hour <laughs> KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.